Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 60, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jedward Shepherd. And that is Robert J. Jelly the third. I'm the first, but okay. I, I've known two other ones. What? I've known two other Rob Jellies. Get out of here. Yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, get out of here. <laughs> really? No, no you yeah, don't. No. There's it's... only one jelly. Uh, well, I'm the f- I'm, in my line of family, at least, I am Rob Jelly the first. Yeah. Well, when they made you, they broke the jelly mould. Uh, the... That's uh, that's something we've said about five times. Welcome to the pilot podcast. Hello. <laughs> uh, if you've not listened before, that is the, the extent of our oh, quality jokes. <laughs> How have you been, Rob? I'm very well. Yeah, what very good. Doing? I, um, usual stuff. Usual stuff, really. Um, radio, you know, show's been going well. Um, did I tell you last week that my, my competition, well, my competition, my game has been, uh, was won? You did say last that, yeah. Week. I'm keen to know how many people out there listen to the pod, uh, pilot podcast, also listen to uh, Rob's show on BBC uh, Air 6. So what's it called? You had to think Ra- about that, didn't you? BBC Radio. No, 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 there's no radio. Why don't they take the radio out? No, well, there's weird. There's like 40 ra- local radio stations across the UK. Yeah. And there's six of us that don't have the word radio in our name. It's because we don't have television studios in the same county ah is that basically what it is? we don't need to distinguish us from being tv or okay. radio so because of that we just are bbc essex but you know nice right. and how's it been in bbc essex how's your show been going show's been going really well yeah show's been really good um it's been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks we've had lots of just madness it's, it always spirals off into weird tangents and this morning <laughs> I, I came up with a new creative idea of basically Uh-oh. long story short storyboarding blockbuster movies taking them back to the storyboard okay and just publishing them as like little comic strips you, you show me an example you show me a four panel comic strip yeah uh, which you got straight away I did proof, the, proof in the pudding that it can work yes but that's because you, you chose Titanic which is oh, alright fine the biggest film of all so, time so, so here's, here's one of the things I thought of that I could do with this little sort of side project yeah is either just do it for some fun mm-hmm. or turn it into a game where you deliberately draw four sort of scene shots yeah. that don't really give any idea as to what the film is and you've got to try and guess it from that. Okay. That I th- could be quite interesting. I think to make it personal to you, you should insert yourself into the, into the last frame every time. <laughs> so with, with Jack and Rose on the water, you well, should be I just got four photos of me reenacting the film in various costumes and fancy dress. Would subscribe. I, I, I think it'd be a smash hit, <laughs> smash hit sensation, global domination, <laughs> or not. That's good. Or and not. usually, this, this this time of year, you usually have a, a, a plan for, for what the big thing you're going to do next year. So this year was sports. Yeah, sports well, day. This, well, well, yeah, I did my big sports relief um, extravaganza back in March. Yeah. Um, and as you've continually bugged me every week so yeah. far since I said this it, is what I'm getting to. Yeah, I, I will be doing some stand-up comedy before the year is out. That has taken another step closer to becoming a thing. Yeah. I can't actually tell you about how and why or when, because that's still confidential and that's not to be announced yet. Uh, If you want, I can arrange you. I have spoken to someone who will be in charge of organising such things where I could get involved in doing some stand-up. Yeah. 
and so there it will happen before the end of the year. If you, if you need a slot on a, on a stand-up comedy night, yeah, just like like first first on the bill, so no oh, one yeah, 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 don't care. I, I can sort that out for you in okay. in London. If I need if I need some helping hand up by the end of the summer, I'll let you okay. know. But I have I have some uh, okay. plans in place. It will happen. Okay, it will happen before the end of the I, year. I've seen some seen some of your material, and I, I've got high hopes. The yeah. shoes are involved. Uh, there's there'll be shoes involved. Yeah, there'll be shoes involved. Um, <laughs> I'm sold already, to be fair. <laughs> there will also. Have you heard he talks about shoes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, look, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but that, that's the next little thing to work on. Okay. That's the next thing to work on. And then beyond that, I don't know. I'd like to try and do something musical next year. Ah. So we'll see. Talking of musicals. Musicals, yeah. Um, I'm. That's what I've been doing this past week. Oh. Working out um, how to. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this film very soon. Uh huh. And um, I'm directing it, and it's got a, a musical number in it. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Like, what, what am I getting myself <laughs> into? So I've been planning that and um, kind of patiently kind of waiting for other bits to, to fall into place. But it, it kind of gave me the idea that after I do this and the feature film version, I want to do a, a full-on musical. I want, I want to do a full-on original what, West End style? Original musical, maybe for film first, and then maybe it'll go to like... Okay. Know, something small like Broadway or something, but um, no, I have a I have ideas for a, an interesting, u- kind of a unique um, story uh, set in London um, that would fit musical numbers, and obviously it has a little bit of a, um, a kind of a horror bent, but only very slightly because we don't want to alienate people. Um, and yeah, so uh, that's something I really want to do. I'm in. Okay, I'm in. You need a helping hand, mate. I'm in. Okay. Well, I guess the songs come first, so. Um, because I know a lot of musicians, I'll get them to do it for me, and I'll obviously chip in here and there. Um, but Exciting yeah. times. Yeah, Exciting. Yeah, Always working on stuff, you are. Always have working to, on have stuff. To, yeah. It's the way to keep the world going around. Um, and obviously, we are still going to, wait to watch shows each week. Yes. Uh, pilot episodes of shows to try and find the greatest one of all time. Yeah. And behind the curtain, a little bit, we, we're going to film, we're going to record. Two, two shows back to back right now. We are. We're going to do two episodes. So take 60 right now and 61 yeah. are being recorded back to back. And do you know what that means, Rob? Um, I need to get changed between recording. You do need to do that, but also it means we've got double the snacks. That's right. We've, we have. we've got a lot of snacks with us today. I was glad you said that because I was looking at this <laughs> lot thinking, I don't think we're going to get through it in one episode. <laughs> so um, I'm wondering, so the, the first the first uh, um, show that we're doing today... Is your choice. Is my choice. And what, what do you think, what snack that we, that we have in front of us do you think fits the show I'm about to announce right now? To be honest with you, I spotted them as soon as I came in. Yeah. And it's the shortbread biscuits. Okay, I'll, I'll get them open. I think the shortbread biscuits have got to be, of all the things out on the table... That makes sense. That is about the most appropriate snack to be having with this show. Um, And Obviously, you've seen the title of this podcast if you're listening already. So you know. So you know. So we're pretending that you don't know. Like, it's not dramatic at all. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. It's Murder, She Wrote. She wrote murder, she wrote murder. <laughs> what a theme song. Oh, do that again, because I'm going to fit it to the music. Hang on, stop <laughs> the music, Rob. Okay, when you're ready, Jed, go for it. Murder, she wrote murder, she wrote murder. <laughs> go on, keep going. <laughs> what, a, what a great theme song. 
and it's just the images that go along with the theme song as well. They just fit perfectly. Her riding the bike, her it's, looking up and looking mystified. It's got something. I mean, actually, in the episode itself, it goes on forever. It does. It was like, it's, like f- forever. I felt my life, my life passed before my eyes. I was like, it's thirty minutes have gone. I skipped a birthday. <laughs> um, it is slightly jaunty, but with an air of mystery to it. Yeah, and the, the kind of middle eight bit is like. Um, it just changes and it's like, oh, what's going on here? Something's, yeah. Someone's been murdered in Ooh, this theme song. Drama. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, it's okay. Like a nice Irish jaunty jig. Yeah, yeah. And I think it kind of, again, like every good theme song, it kind of tells you everything you need to know. It gives you the vibe. It gives you the mood of of what what's to to be after. So we've got Jessica Fletcher. And this show is, I mean, when we when we do the pilot podcast, we know that you guys know what these shows are mostly. But for those that don't, Murder, She Wrote is a show about a mystery author called Jessica Fletcher, um, a lady of advanced age, I would say. And uh, she keeps getting mixed up in all these murders. She lives in this idyllic place called Cabot Cove, which looks awesome, to be fair, a nice retirement kind of place. Stuff to do, you can play chess with people, you can visit the friendly doctor um but she has because she's an author and eventually becomes a very best-selling author she has to go out and do do things one of the things i wanted to address straight away right was that very very fact we we talk about a lot her origin story yeah okay we talk a lot about the pilot episodes needing to have key elements in it to to introduce you to the story to the concept without having to spell out every single little detail you need to feel like you're sort of joining something that already exists, mm-hmm. um, but you need an access point. Yeah. And quite often, it's a it's a character yeah. who newly arrives to a situation or is returning to a situation from a mm-hmm. long time away. So you're sort of reacclimatizing to the scene on you know environment with them. Yeah. With this, she's just written her first book. Yes. Now she has sent it to her nephew. Yeah, who knows the publisher? Who or knows the publisher? Yeah. She just asked him to have a read of it to see what she thought he thought. Yeah, and he's forwarded it on to publisher friends. And she's like, no, no, she, I don't no, want I it. Want it being published? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Absolute that bullshit. Out of course she did. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh please, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't send it on to that really famous person who works at this address here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it turns out she's you know it's really popular straight away. Lots of yeah. people love it. But can, can we rewind for a second? You know that conversation she has with her nephew on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, "You got to come out here. You got to do. You got. You got to do. You got to do uh, public or the press." And yeah, yeah, yeah. The room he's in. What room is he in? Because I don't know if you remember, but the room is wall to floor to ceiling green. Everything's green, <laughs> and there's nautical I I things. Like, I thought it was in like a kitchen, wasn't he? It was like some kind of office, but it was like nautical themed. I was like, "Where are they? What, what, what's happening right now? Is she dreaming? Has she fallen down the stairs?" On a boat office. Yeah, Has she fallen down the stairs, and this is her like weird concussion dream that she's an author <laughs> solving crimes. She's inside one of her books. Anyway, so she's dreamt that she is an author. Yeah, and that she has sent the book to her nephew who yeah. doesn't exist. Exactly. No, that's true. No, he does exist. Yeah, she has sent it to him, and lo and behold, it's actually quite a big hit. And she becomes sort of known for being, you know, uh, able to see through the eyes of criminals. Yeah. She, which is alarmingly immediate because <laughs> straight away, the, first, the very chief first of scene. police is yeah. going, I haven't got a clue. You know who might know, though? That oh, mate. woman who wrote that book. You forgetting just before that. I know I am. I'm jumping quite, yeah, a, yeah. quite a long loop here. But the, the bit where, like, she she's like the most annoying lady ever, so... 
there's this play going on in Cabot Cove. That's nice the, little play. That's the very first two minutes. Yeah, very first. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a weird start. And we basically are giving a false impression that a woman's being killed by an axe. But no, it's it's just a it's just a play on stage. Yeah. Which this trope is used in multiple TV shows and films where a woman screams being chased by a monster. Um, I think we saw it in, in another Cut. day. Yeah. In the I mean, lake. 18, in fairness. Yes, in the 18, We've yeah. got the lizard monster come out of the lake and exactly. it turns out to be Murdoch and he starts smoking a pipe. And what uh, that does, it, it, it keep, gets the audience that off guard a little bit. Like, what are we, we watching here? What What's going on? Yeah. And then it pulls back and it's just like the kind of, not the sound check. It's the kind of set. It's a set of some sort, yeah. isn't it? And Jessica Fletcher's there like, oh, that's very good. Um quite like like obviously the uncle did it and and the director's like well, how, how, how do you know and she's like well obviously like he he listened he knew about that phone call and he wouldn't have known that unless he was the killer and he's, he's like get me that writer now yeah so it shows her deductive skills which is a very really good way quite natural quite yeah. yeah to introduce the fact that she is skillful but she had like two mates with her who were like running after like asking for an explanation of how she knew that did you see that mm. she had two mates who we never see again they're like no, they're Jessica sick. Jessica yeah. they, are the, they, are the, they are the least credited people <laughs> yeah, in Murder yeah. She Wrote history um, but yeah so this, this shows us immediately that she's great at being a detective yeah. and this is why she put that kind of deductive knowledge into her book and it's probably why it's successful and we get a, a lovely mini kind of um uh, heads up on this where she's looking in the the front window of a bookstore and, and her she, book is number eight bestseller her book's number eight and then she's like yay and then she goes uh-oh because the sign guy comes down sign comes down and is replaced by number two two bestseller but which is which is which is great terrific um and yeah and then she's pushed into this world yeah and this is what this is the new, is it new york she goes to yeah she goes to new york right. and, this, and this is the, this is i think the the element of the show that is the journey for us mm-hmm. i was trying to work out after watching the whole episode yeah what is it we're following are we following obviously her ability to help solve crime and murders yeah but are we actually following her journey as a writer like her evolving as a writer because for me the fact that she's just written the first one feels like this is like she's obviously been this way. Like I don't think. Well, I don't know. the thing, the thing that if I was making, even though I'm, I'll be nowhere near as good as the people that made this because this is a great show. But what I would have changed is I wouldn't have made her successful right at the start. She has absolutely no journey with her career. She starts bang on top, first first Only ball out. Down. Yeah. So and she is a, immediate worldwide bestseller with her very first book absolutely no marketing no press it's already number one she hasn't even left Cabot Cove it's already like everyone's read it and everyone she meets child animal vegetable yeah yeah I read your book it was a good book it was a good book and it's just like how has everybody read even Harry Potter like not the entire world hadn't read it in the first week it was out Um, so like she's got nowhere to go she's the only besides down so her journey um, her career really is at a standstill. I think that's a little bit of a flaw. Her journey as a detective, on the other hand, is completely different, um, where she doesn't think she's really good at it. So actually, it's stuff. almost an accidental journey that we're going on. Yeah. On, where we should be joining her on her writing career, yeah. we're actually joining her on her detective career. Exactly. Her reluctant, oh, okay. She's a reluctant detective, but she just happens to be great at it. I say, you, you say reluctant... You say reluctant. She is one ruthless git. <laughs> okay, explain. She, Don't talk ill of the elderly I here. will talk ill of the elderly, especially this elderly, because she is just a nightmare. 
breaking and entering, running in the road with traffic coming, destroying police evidence, waking people up in the middle of the night, destroying evidence. Yeah, she is just a nightmare. Like she is such a pain in the backside. It's unbelievable. But her nephew loves her, Grady. Yeah, but like she makes out like she's hard done by going to New York, and she's just, she's the biggest pain in the butt on this show. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've had such a bad time. I've had such a bad time having to sign autographs. Like, given that she doesn't want to do any of this, yeah, yeah. she makes herself quite a nuisance. Yeah. And she can't let go of stuff. Like, I, I find her actually a little bit annoying. She... I don't actually is, find her as lovable as I thought I was going to. The thing is, that's, that's her power. She's annoying. She annoys the criminals. She almost annoys them to kind of uh, admit that they are at fault. Yeah. Um, but, like... I, She's not a lovable detective, which is what yeah. I sort of remember her being yeah. before having watched this. All the all the preconceptions or all the memories I have of murder she wrote was Oh, that's yeah, you know, you know yeah. Mrs. Fletcher, she's lovely, she's the old dear who, who solves crime and she's just She's a little bit like Columbo, but actually she's a bit nicer and less ditzy. I think Columbo's no, no, she's annoying. better in some ways. But the thing that, that caught my eye here is I this was basically a love story, a Jessica Fletcher love story. Yeah. She, so the, the whole story is she goes to New York um, to do this um, like PR stuff, but she gets uh, she gets a qu- quite um, what's the word cozy mm. with her publisher. Yep. Um, and her publisher is called Peter uh, Preston. Preston, that's the one. Yeah, Preston, played by Arthur Hill. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, oh well, um, I'm having a kind of a costume party back at mine. Do no, no, he doesn't even tell her that. He says I'm having a party. Oh, that's right. He never right. tells her about it being fancy dressed. Because she she quickly gets something together, doesn't she? Yeah. And fashions a like magic princess dress out of nothing more than drapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she goes to she goes to this costume. Well, did you party. notice there was a fancy dress party in a big mansion? Yeah. Cluedo. That's true. That is true. I don't know what came first, Murder, She Wrote or Cluedo. But also, like, I feel it's a little bit unprofessional. She's gone to New York mm-hmm. to promote her book. Yep. And she's off, she's off doing... Swine off and passing. Classic Jay Fletcher. So, um, Nightmare. So she's at this party and she's just having fun. She's having a good time because Preston's in. She's becoming a little bit amorous towards him. She's yep. very fond of him and he of her. But then something happens. There's a disturbance upstairs. And they discover there's a guy rooting around in Grady's room, her nephew's room upstairs. Is it her nephew's room? Yeah. Um, and this guy... He's dressed as Robin Hood or something. He is dressed... Peter Pan? Yeah, something yeah, something like that. like that. And he is like, well, um, I'm a private detective, so don't beat me up, because they, they were willing to like knock his block off. Um, he is there to... I like the fact he tripped over her wand as well. I mean, yeah. it's just... <laughs> the little bits of it, though, was a bit like, oh, come on. You've been thrown around by a bloke in the bedroom, and then she walks, she runs around the corner, and she trips him with a wand. <laughs> come on. Um, well, he d- tells everyone that he's a private investigator, and then it does yep. become a little bit like Cluedo. Um, because then, shortly after that, a body is found in the pool. A body dressed as Sherlock Holmes, who we've previously met in the party. Yeah, because Prest- Preston was dressed... Not pr- uh, no, this was the guy Preston's boss, Captain... Captain something or other, something. yeah. He was the um, guy who was doing shooting. He was out yeah. clay pigeon shooting early in the scene. And he owned the pub- publishing house. Yeah. Um, it, it's quite a lot of people involved with this, but basically, the boss, Preston's Which I think boss... Which I, I think is an important element, actually, you saying that. 
but yeah. having lots of people quickly coming into it yeah. and becoming quite involved in this. When you say quickly, this was 90 minutes long. This this was one of the longer yeah, pilots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, which we said we wouldn't do, but we have. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise it was 90 minutes. No, neither did I. The, no, what I'm saying is when they get to the party, yeah. you get introduced to quite a lot of different characters in quite so quick succession. Many. Because I think it's a key part of going, okay, oh, um, well, he's okay, he's sober, she's drunk, he's drunk, he's a troublemaker, he looks yeah. shifty, she looks dodgy. And you start making very quick snap decisions yeah. about people. I, I couldn't tell and, most of them apart. And I think because of that, when you do see the, the murder or the body yeah. at first glance, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember who he was, actually. So this is this is the point in the in the pilot that is the kind of inciting incident. The private detective is found in the pool dead face down but he's wearing the clothes Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes clothes and that's why this episode and the is called nearby. yeah so this episode's called the murder of Sherlock Holmes so he is found wearing the costume that the pub- publishing house boss was wearing for some reason so Jessica Fletcher is like okay someone obviously so they thought assumed that it was the owner of the publishing company yeah but it wasn't it was uh, the private detective now Jessica Fletcher being a, a clever lady she just is just curious and she needs to find out. She's very inquisitive. She writes these mystery stories. So straight away, she's like, right, she needs to figure yeah, this out. it's definitely not right about this. So when the police get there, she's already hot on the trail. She's trying to figure Climbing out what's going trellis. on. Yeah, so I'm saying, she's a troublemaker, mate. Yeah. She's an absolute troublemaker. But I love it when she goes, don't worry, I haven't disturbed police evidence. Yeah, you have. Yes. You've gone, you've <laughs> climbed up putting your mucky paws all <laughs> over and she even says it like the kill, uh, the private detective went up this trellis yeah, to the window so you have and you put your hands and feet all over it um, unbelievable scenes so um, so yeah so again I don't even think we should give away who the killer is in this no um, but I, I mean, the point the point is everyone's seen yeah. a murder mystery show of some sort yeah. in, 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 a, in a context so you know go and have a look at it watch it see if you can work it out before it's revealed yeah. at the end of the episode but I just find I just for me, there was. The, the, what do you think? There was what I was expecting. Yeah. Like in parts, it mm-hmm. was the it was kind of a typical murder mystery yeah. style show. It was all all of what I remember murder she wrote to have, to have been. Yeah. Um, it was a smarter show than I thought it. Yes. Was yes. like I don't remember it ever being quite as clever in yeah. the writing. So yeah. that was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some really nice little nuggets that probably would have passed me by had I not been watching with Notepad like we do for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was once she gets on the bus uh, towards the end and she's off to on try and break track. into the oh no on into the, the office. Yeah, um, she doesn't have change for the bus. Yeah, and uh, there's a it's it's three quarters. It's yeah, it's seventy five cents for the yeah. bus ride. Mm-hmm. She only has a dollar. He doesn't have change. There's a lady sat on the bus with a little sort of contraption with lots of quarters in it, mm-hmm. and she says, "Do you have um, four quarters for a for a dollar?" And she goes, "No, I have three quarters for a dollar." And obviously, she's <laughs> making money. It's yeah, little yeah, yeah. On, on, on. I was like, "That's a lovely little thing." That's great. I want to start doing that on the buses around London. See, it's like that's a really nice. Like they they didn't have to put that touch. No, in. there was no need for that. But I noticed it, and I and I genuinely felt enough to to write it down. Yeah, and think that's, really, that's cool. really really smart. And that's the kind of part I would want to play in a film because I, I I never want to be a star. Little one scene. But if I was like, if someone was like, Jed, you have gun to my head. You have to be. You have to be in Avengers of Infinity War. Yeah, I'd be the guy in the bus with the quarters. Going, <laughs> I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Um, but. So just to say what I loved about this I loved the whole because like obviously I write stuff I like the whole writing element I wanted to hear more about the actual ins and outs of everyday 
her being a writer. I wanted to see her sitting down with a pen, writing, and then going, no, that's crap, and then submit it to the publisher. I don't. I didn't want to see her going. Do you submit think that we get a little bit thing. more of that then as episodes progress? Well, I, well I think, she, because obviously, what, we, what we've, as you said, what we've quite quickly established is that she's very good at her writing because yeah. her book has hit the shelves and on and gone to the top. Yeah. So clearly, she has an eye for writing. But maybe we get to learn a bit more about that side of her we, as episodes progress. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a little bit of a tease to keep us coming back for more. I guess we do. And I guess the, the more the show goes on... There's not a lot on, of it, admittedly, but yeah. like perhaps I'm just suggesting. I guess the more the show goes on, though, she becomes more and more um, like caught up in all of these murders and, and mystery cases. It must influence her writing a little bit. So, mm. and, I know, and I've got some facts here, some... Oh. Um, but I do want to say that um, I thought this was quite slow-paced compared was. to other things we've it watched. It could have been an hour. It could I, have easily been an hour, 45 minutes. It was about 85 minutes, I think. It was it was long. And I think a massive chunk in the middle could have just been chopped out because all you really needed is, like, the last 10 minutes mm. and the first half hour. Yeah, there's parts of it I thought that maybe were a little unnecessary, but... You did need to keep in the guy with the quarters on the bus. Though. Oh, absolutely. That's essential. Y- yeah, yeah. I mean, vital key to, you know, <laughs> moment in the episode. I just think that uh, given it was the first one, yeah. there was possibly a not, not as much need to go on as long as it did. But, yeah, yeah no, you kind of let these things slide sometimes. I mean, the character of, of um, Jessica Fletcher is, is brilliant. I think Angela Lansbury is... Oh, I mean, she's... She, Wonderful, absolute like icon. Because of television. I, I don't think you're supposed to like her yeah. in a lovable way, like I mentioned. I think you're supposed to find her a little bit irritating, yeah. and in that smart, smart Alec way. Yeah, she's also in one of my my favourite films, um, in the Company of Wolves. She play she plays Red Riding Hood's grandmother, basically. Okay. Um, so here here are some some interesting facts. Uh, well, I shouldn't really kind of profess it, preface it, saying it's interesting until you've heard it. But um, <laughs> so I'll be the judge of that one. Over its 12-year run, yep. uh, I thought it was actually on for longer, the series listed by title 25 mystery novels that Jessica has written. And obviously the first one we saw was The Corpse Dance at Midnight. So we see her write 25 books. So they needed to find reasons for her to always be out on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's quite prolific. That is quite... Yeah. 25 books in 12 years. Yep, yep. And the reason why they put this show together... And solving crime. <laughs> yeah. Damn, she's busy. The <laughs> reason why this was so pop- uh, well, they kind of uh, decided to do this show was because in Britain, uh, we had the Miss, Miss Marple mysteries. We had oh, Agatha Christie's I did Miss Marple. Wonder, I, didn't, I didn't look it up. I did wonder if there was uh, any inspiration yeah. from real-life writer. She's basically Miss Marple. Um, so um, the, the Americans, they did a one-off TV special, a Miss Marple TV special, okay. called A, a Caribbean Mystery. Which I've actually was actually on Channel Five about six months ago, which is, and it was pretty good. Um, and uh, they were like, "Oh, this has got good ratings in America. Um, we'll do our own to like, so we don't have to like pay anyone." Um, and they and CBS started, and it was an immediate massive hit. Cool up there because it was like, see, like, this is the sort of show I think would be quite endearing in America, and yeah, you know, because it's got it's got quite a lot of quintessential Britishness about it. And I think even though it's American, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's got quaint a, it, it, village. Yeah, and stuff, it's yeah. got that quaint sort of feel about it, uh, and I think because of that, it would be a big hit. Yeah. Um, also, there was a board game that came out in also, 1985. Brits are really nosy, so we would love to. We like watching these sorts of things. We if do. you're listening, by the way, in America or elsewhere, yeah. we, we like 
watching stuff and trying to solve it out bef- before the, sh- the, the characters always, in the episodes always, do. Always, always. It's actually part of law in Britain. <laughs> um, there was a there was a board game that came out in 1985, and that's a picture of it, Rob. Murder Show. And uh, you own that, don't you? I'm, I'm gonna own it. Trust me. Oh, okay. Say, if you didn't here. already, you you're definitely gonna, going to own that. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna check it out. But and here's the synopsis from Board Game Geek because oh. I did look up the synopsis. Uh, one player is secretly and randomly chosen to be the murderer. Uh, so we can't play two players. Um, the rest are detectives. Mm, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. It could be Jed. Uh, the rest are detectives trying to determine which player is the murderer. The murderer player wins if he, she can murder five witnesses and escape off of the game board before he, she is discovered. A detective player wins by being the first to correctly deduce the identity of the murderer before the murderer escapes. It's basically Cluedo, isn't it? Clue. Yeah. Cluedo. Um, so there were several novels based on the show, and guess who they were written by? Go on, Jessica Fletcher. They actually credited Jessica Fletcher what? as the writer of the Murder She Wrote novels. It's always Jessica Fletcher and someone else. Yeah, that is such a brilliant touch. Just a lovely little. Yeah, whoever thought of that is is just genius. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and the thing, um, the, the the last thing I want to I want to say about this is it was so popular. They, they used it to hook in people uh, from four other shows. So Magnum P.I., before, before Murder, She Wrote came out, Magnum P.I. was the number one on CBS. Uh-huh. And when Murder, She Wrote came along, um, that started to rise and uh, Magnum P.I. started to Stop kind of a fall little a little bit. So what did they do? Crossover episode. So there's a two-part crossover episode, Magnum P.I., where, where it starts off in Magnum P.I. <laughs> and then finishes off in Murder, She Wrote. And this is I, like Walker Mindy again and Happy Days. It really is. I wanna, I wanna see those two episodes back to back in a cinema. I think that it, would be special. I think it'd be good. That, yeah, that you'd pay money for. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can we put Magnum PI on the list? Can we? Yeah, yeah. Please absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, and actually, no, they've got one more thing because the um, the last series, like they they knew it was going to be cancelled. Jessica Fletcher knew it was going to be cancelled. And by the end, she was executive producer. She was making it cra- she was making it more hip and happening. She moved the whole thing from Cabot Cove to New York, and she had like a laptop and she was into technology. And she had one episode about a murder on the set of Friends, but they but she called it Buds. Um, <laughs> but the very last episode of I know this is about the pilot, but the very last episode of Murder She Wrote was called Death by Demographics, a play on the fact that the de- that the audience was dwindling for Murder, She Wrote. Uh, so they called that the last clever. episode Death by Demographics. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, CBS. Even, even on its last legs, it was still having fun and yeah. being clever about it as well. Exactly. And do you know what? I, I really wish Daniela, because I, I host another um, uh, podcast called Smegheads, which is about Red Dwarf. Uh-huh. And Daniela is always bringing up um, uh, Murder She Wrote like she's like why don't we do a Murder She Wrote podcast I was like no one will listen to that but well there's 264 episodes of it yeah that's 264 episodes of podcast Sh- should episodes should I call her you want to give her a ring yeah give her a ring like, this, so this this episode was aired for the first time on the 30th of September 1984 yeah uh, and as you mentioned 12 years worth of episodes 264 of them came out um, it, it clearly was an institution it, and it quite quickly grabbed the audience's imagination it, it so really it, did. it was quite incredible let's see come on Daniela pick up I haven't spoken to her in ages so she's going to think this is weird me calling her yeah Jed are you right? welcome to the oh. I'll leave a message yeah yeah do it do it yeah calling is unable to take your call please leave your message after the tone 
This is classic Daniela, by the way. Hey, Daniela, it's just Jed. Um, I'm recording a podcast live with Rob Jelly, recording the pilot podcast, and we've just done the pilot episode of Murder, She Wrote. So I was trying to call you to see your uh, views on the first episode, but you're, you haven't picked up. Maybe she's been murdered. Maybe she's been... Maybe she has. Get Fletcher on the phone! <laughs> so, Daniela, um, call us back. Call me back if in the next 15 minutes or so while we uh, record this and then you can have your say on Murder, She Wrote before we come to the scores. All right, see you later. Bye. So we may Fingers hear, we we may may hear, hear from Daniela, Daniela and we get her thoughts on the uh, on the episode before we are done reviewing my choice of show this yes. week. Uh, we thought we'd go for a murdery theme and there's a show that's been kicking about that a few people have said to me, Rob, it's right up your street. You need to watch it. Yep. I said it to you last week and you went, yes, I've been told to watch it as well. I know, but I was also very, 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 like, against it. Oh, okay. I, I from, from up until we decided to do it, I just didn't want to watch it. It just looked like absolute crap to me. I was like, this is reality TV show stars. Well... I'm not into it. Yeah, I, I wasn't entirely sure what it was at all until I pressed play on it. Um, yeah. And I guess probably what the first thing to do is, is get the theme tune on and introduce it. It is yeah. Murder in Successville. Welcome to Successville, a town full of celebrities. Sometimes the famous faces who live here break the law. And when they do, I'm here to take them down. I'm D.I. Sleet. The D is for detective, not Deborah. Because there's no such thing as a Deborah inspector. I eat crime, I drink justice, and I shit myself. So, not really a theme tune as such. Well, there is one, is there, but it's actually an open narration, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, There's a bit of a music bed to it with... A spoken word introduction. Now, I don't know, because I've only watched this one pilot, yeah. uh, this one episode. I don't know if they use the same music and they do a different introduction for different episodes, because there's been three seasons of this. Yeah. Uh, it's a BBC Three mm-hmm. comedy reality mm-hmm. thing. I don't really know how you explain what this well, is. Well, the intro, we first we first see a reality TV star... Well, wait, yeah, well actually, before even that, you yeah. get... Uh, like warning um, the following programme was filmed uh, and the member of the celebrity that's involved has no idea about what's going to happen yeah. or anything they have no script they are trying to solve something for real and it's a good concept to be and fair I, and I'm thinking oh brilliant like it's a, a murder mystery kind of reality murder mystery yeah, yeah, yeah. with a celebrity I'm, I'm all for that I've now, got no problem with that now, whatsoever Rob, when you say celebrity yeah I Look, what I, it's you mean not a by great word. word. I hate the word in general anyway. I don't think it's a particularly good word. I don't think it's Especially very good. not used with this guy. Well, yeah, there is that as well. I mean, Jamie Lang, you know, he's, he's made his fame through uh, the show Made in Chelsea, if you yeah. don't know that. I've um, never seen that. But can I tell you something? Go on. I really liked him. I actually liked yeah, him as a person. I've seen him and I've never few, seen him before. I've seen him do a few other celebrity-type shows. Um as well, and and he and he genuinely comes across the same way in all of them that I've yeah. seen of him. So I mean, he's an idiot, he's an idiot right? He, yeah, he's not I mean, bright. No, he's not the brightest. He's quite button, endearing, some, for sure. Yeah. Um, so he he intends he's at camera and he says, "I don't know anything about what's going to happen here, but I've got a murder to solve. Uh, so wish me luck." He turns around, walks off, and then the sort of music kicks in and the narration you've just heard. 
it, that's, so just a, that's a great intro. To be fair, that is a great intro to a TV it's show. Actually, it's, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got a murder to solve. See you later. Yeah, <laughs> good like, luck. Yes. And, but you kind of expect it to be serious. Yeah. Like, he's been thrown into the situation and everything around him is going to be serious, Yeah, not parody, which... Almost immediately, you get the well from the, the the narration over the top of the music. You get straight away. You notice that it's not to be taken seriously. But the fact that I, knew- however, he still has to solve yeah a, a, a murder. To solve a murder. It's, it's mad. Im- imagine leaving a room. With just say you, you're at the BBC. You're at work. Uh huh. And uh, you look at you watch and you go, um, "Hi guys, um, I don't know what I'm doing here. Got to solve a murder. I'll see you later." Just. It, 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 that's what it felt like. It felt like an uh, like the way he he kind of uh, said it. It was like he it wasn't there wasn't any urgency there. There wasn't any. It was like I'm having going to have a cup of tea. Now I don't know if that is 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 to me it's funny. Yeah, but should you not be more like serious and more without well, a smile on your face? This makes me this makes me think that perhaps. They had an idea that it wasn't a serious show. It's about it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of more well, fun. It's, it's more fun than it is serious. Yeah. But the concept of it is he's been thrown into this situation without any knowledge of what characters he's going to be faced with, uh, what sort of scene he's going to be faced with, what is going to be required of him, yeah, uh, and so on and so forth. It, it's quite weird. It, it feels almost a little bit pantomimey. Oh, it's mega pantomimey. In a sort of, you know, it's, it's very stage production, so, more than a television production. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it's like a forties film noir type thing with like hard-boiled detectives, dames, yeah, um, and like a, a murder mystery. And the whole thing, it's Bruno Tolioni, yeah, as, as in dance, um, you know, legends Bruno Tolioni from Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, he's been murdered. he's been murdered in his restaurant. Yeah. Because he's a restaurant owner, apparently. Yeah, because he's Italian, I think. They're just and he's assumed. married to Darcy Bustle. <laughs> yes. And... It's up to Jamie Lang to figure out who Jamie Lang him. has got to figure it out with his uh, partner, D.I. Sleet, who's played by Tom Davies, who great gives actor. you their voiceover yeah, at the start of the great. episode. They meet um, Taylor Swift, who is the blood spatter analysis expert. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know what I mean? It, already you're, sit, you're sitting there thinking, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. But... That's how mad this this thing is. And I love how everybody's got history together. Just like a like a forties detective kind of thing. Oh film. yeah. And like um Taylor and Swift like, and DI Sleeves. And, has- and you can tell because there's little cuts back to Jamie every now and then when they're acting it out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like Tom's talking to or DI Sleet is talking to Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not obviously Taylor Swift. Um which actually I need to bring come up, bring yeah, up we'll a point. In a second. I'll come back to that in a second. They're, they're they're acting. They've yeah. got their parts. They've got their lines. They are acting it out, mm-hmm. and they're having. They you know they used to have a thing. They've yeah. slept together. Um, Do you think that and, was part of the, the oh, yeah. loose well, script? Well, no, right, no okay. I think it was part of the script deliberately to right. see what Jamie would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's kind of the point. The point is they're going to say stuff out loud or yeah. do things. And it's about how he copes and how yeah. he deals with it. Because it kind of escalates. So quite the whole quick. time he's got to, he's got to be he's a, he's a detective. And he's got be- to solve a murder whilst he's thinking, well, this great big guy and like Tom Davies is quite a big yeah. guy in general stature wise. He's got to be six foot plus, yeah, yeah, big yeah. built guy. And this lady who plays Taylor Swift, the you know the, the um, blood spatter analysis. She's she's tiny little frame woman, and, and they're talking about you know basically having sex and yeah. he Jamie's standing, standing there trying not to laugh because it's just ridiculous <laughs> uh, and I think the point of it is is we're, we're on the, we're on this 
experience, and I'm going to call yeah. it that, with Jamie. Yeah. Having no idea what the hell's going on from one moment to the next. And, and this is like, like all good pilot episodes, um, uh, but I assume this happens in every episode. We are on the journey with this new character. This new character has been put into the situation very much like the first episode of CSI, where there's mm. a mystery and we see this new person come into it. And this is, this is the kind of basis for the pilot episode. Um, so we're, we're there rooting for Jamie to figure out who this murderer is because he's playing us. He's representing yeah. us in the situation. The audience also wants to know who killed Bruno Tortolioni. Of course. Big event, a big um, scandal. So it's up to him using his skills that he's learned on Made in Chelsea to find out who killed them. And if I was murdered, I'd want no one else but Jamie Yang <laughs> to figure out who killed me. Um, also, just, just for your information, if I... If, um, I die in weird circumstances, avenge my death. I will. Okay, please do. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, I will do. And they have um, other cameo roles played by just normal actors. So this is something I'm going to bring up now then. So a list of the famous people in the show. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Bruno Tulliani. Yeah. Darcy Bustle. You've got the Carr Brothers. The Carr Brothers, yeah. Alan and Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Harry Styles and the One Direction Gang. Yeah. Which is actually just Harry Styles and Niall Horan. Niall, yeah. <coughs> Niall, sorry. Um, I just don't know what's going on here. See, part of me thinks that this should have actually had the real Harry Styles and Niall. And I think they would have done it. Surely they could have got the car, bro- car uh, Alan Carr and yeah, Jimmy Carr. Well, my thoughts are, if I was making this, either don't use famous names... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have just made up characters because yes, it's yes, it's slightly funny, but it gets lost. I feel like it was like they wanted to have them, but they couldn't afford them. It's, it's, how, it's, how, it's almost how it feels. Is it funnier because they still have, have to someone... use their, you still have to use their names? So you have to get permission. Is, no, you don't have to get permission. Oh come on, you were definitely nah, you couldn't. Nah. No way. Really? No way. You need permission. You can't, you're allowed to say you people's names on TV, come on. Yeah, but you, you can't surmise that Taylor Swift is sleeping with this great big DI sleet, can you? Yeah, but I think it's in, con, in the, in the you context. Can't, you, can't, you can't basically surmise that Harry Styles is a murderer and a gang leader. Well, I've seen his solo stuff. <laughs> it's, it's criminal, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> um, so like, I, I think I, I think that's the quite, it's quite a funny bit. And like the, the, the actors, they get to do um, like Jimmy Carr with his, with his yeah. infectious laugh. Yeah. And the, the guy who does Alan, Alan Carr is brilliant. Great, yeah. He does them so great. See, that, that's the bit I liked, is like the effort they've gone to to find people who can do the voices. Yeah. And sort of really, and, and semi look like It doesn't them. even have to be good. Impressions, I just, feel. That's just an impression that's close enough that mm-hmm. you go, oh, okay, yeah, got it. And so, so I mean, the Biscoff. Yeah, well, well, Italian restaurant, you know, owner's yeah. been killed. Lo- got to eat the Biscoff biscuits. Biscoff, bit like Lotus Biscoff. If, guys, if, if, if you haven't got a pack of Biscoffs handy, what are you doing? You're not experiencing murder and successful the right way. You're not, you're not, you're not living life. Um, Biscoffs, they're small, they're biscuits, they're unique, and they taste great. A little bit like this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's quite a short show. It's yeah. a BBC3 uh, production. Yeah. Um, 20 minutes, 20, 22 minutes. Yeah. Quite short, so quite you know, quick to get to the crux of it, get to the meat, and get to the finish as well, which is which is it's good. Great, I think it's good. It's, yeah. it's a right length. Any longer, it would have been too long. Yeah. But you want to talk about the format a little bit. The fact it's 
so it's um, uh, Jamie Lang, and this only only in one episode because they change celebrities for each episode. Yeah, they they put him into scenes essentially. They throw him through a scenes and they say they give him a little bit of a clue. They're like, right, question that person about this. Um, and so he gets thrown into scenes where he has to uh, question Darcy Bustle. He has to question the Car Brothers, not actual Car Brothers. Yeah, um, where um, Alan, um, Jimmy Carr gets threatening and starts trying to hit him with a hammer. He then uh, has to um, go and infiltrate the uh, One Direction gang, which um, he soon figures out is they're basically torturers, and um, yes, and you see the members of One Direction torturing people. Um, and then at the end of the show, he has to figure out based on all, all we've seen so far and the clues that have been drip fed to him, who's the killer, and the, the way he determines that he has to shoot the killer stone dead. Yeah. Um, Make and then, a snap decision. Yeah. Just do it. And like, that's quite graphic. So he just he he says, right, it's got to be Darcy Bustle. Bang, 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 bang. Shoots Darcy Bustle. We see blood flying everywhere. Yeah. And then they just open fire on each other and, and then just, just shoot to shoot. Anyway. Yeah. And then the chief of police comes in and goes, "Why did you shoot Darcy?" And yeah. Like basically explain the reasons for your yeah. conviction. He goes, "Well, she had the euros and the cigarettes." And then he goes, "No, you idiot! She was smoking e-cigarettes." Yeah, that's and the clever. Euros were, and and then they explain. So yeah, I love that. It is very clever. Yeah. You get to the end of it and you get to see Jamie's conviction mm-hmm. and then find out if he's right or not, and if he's wrong, what actually happened and who it actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of it, him and D.I. Sleep, they, they sort of walk off into the night, as it were. Yeah. Um, it is... I mean, the, the last thing I wrote down about the episode was utterly ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. In brackets, but my kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I came in expecting below average. Yep. And I came out laughing at quite a lot of it. Well, I laughed a lot, yeah. Liking I, these people, liking Jamie Lang, for, for Christ's sake. I went in thinking one thing. Yeah. Before even pressing play. Like, very little. I didn't have an idea roughly what to expect. So I was very sort of just, okay, well, this will be whatever it is. Immediately in the first minute, I've got this expectation of what it's going to be. Great. Within another minute, it's changed again. I don't know what I'm watching anymore. Yeah. Five minutes later, I'm wetting myself laughing. Yeah. Five minutes later, I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. What am I watching? This is stupid. Five minutes later, I'm laughing again. At the end, I'm thinking, actually, this was quite good. Are you sure you didn't watch Pugwall? Talking Dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Bloody nerd. Um, um, the only thing I, can, I, I can't help but think is if they had started with someone with a bit more yes, gravitas. Exactly. This is exactly what I was thinking. Because, First episode, why be, him? Well, I don't know. But here's... Can I give you a few of the other names of the other episodes in Series 1? I was going to say, yeah. So, Series 1, 2015, by the way, 6th of May. This was the Jamie Lang one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they aired every week for uh, six weeks. Next one, quite a step up in my book. Greg James of BBC Radio 1 fame. He means nothing to me. Right, but he's quite okay. a big name. <laughs> like, amongst the BBC 3 audience, he would yeah. be very much recognisable. Okay. Immediately recognisable. Jamie Lang would be as well, in fairness. He's definitely of that sort of cult following yep. for sure um, then the next one's a surprise but again brilliant name to get on the show that's only three episodes old yep. Deborah Meaden yeah one of the dragons from Dragon's Den next up Derma O'Leary I would have started I mean holy guacamole Batman put him at number one I was going to say he was the one I would put at number one put him first yeah everyone loves Derma plug it 
plug it like anything, yeah. and you'll get you'll get people watch the Jamie Lang episode without being rude, Jamie, because you did great. You'd be you'd get people watch through Jamie's and Greg's and Deborah's. Yeah. Louis Smith, that's a pretty good coup to Who's get. Who's Louis Smith again? If that's Louis Smith as in the gymnast, Louis Smith. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. as in the Olympic gymnast, Louis Smith. Yep. Yep. Um, quickly skip through um, the other series then. Series two start again. It's a weak start in my book, but I haven't watched it, so I won't. I won't cast two aspersions. Yep. Vicky Patterson. Yeah. Um, Vicky Patterson's I great. Think is yeah Geordie Shaw. Oh no, I'm thinking of Vicky McClure. Sorry. Yeah, you're thinking something. Like Mark Wright next from right. Towie, but also like. Actually done a lot. Is he turned good? He's one of the towers turned good. Crap. I can't. Um, Chris Kamara. Now I've heard big things about that right? episode. Chris my friend Kamara told me to watch that. Would be amazing on this show, and I will go and watch this episode. So my friend Kenny was like, if you watch any other episode, watch the Chris Kamara one because he is the only one on this who actually believes he's a detective and who gets like, right into it. Yeah, and does all of the yeah, um, he's a good, quips he, and stuff. He definitely is good for a game. Yeah. Um, Next would be uh, is George Shelley. He's a um, singer from boy band. Again, fine. Put him forth. Put him forth on the list. Throw him in the bin. Go past him. To be honest with you, the next one I'll skip anyway because I don't particularly like her. Emma, hang on, Emma, hang on, hang on. Emma Bunton. The next was Emma Bunton. Yeah. The biggest star on this. She annoys me. It's Emma Bunton. Yeah, she annoys me. Put her at number one. She annoys me. But yes, agreed. Put her at number what, one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Forget about this. She's forget, not very good at radio. Forget about this show. Forget she's, about the pilot okay, podcast. Fine. She's not very good at radio, and it annoys me that she has the biggest show in the country. It's Emma Bunton here. Yeah. It annoys me to no end. And she's lovely as well, by the way. Genuinely have actually yeah. met her, and she is lovely. Baby Spice. Yes. But I, it, it's like it's like Cameron Diaz. I can't explain it. I don't no, know No, I don't why. like her. I don't know why, but she annoys me. How can Baby Spice annoy you? I can understand. Can we not get bogged down with this now? We're near the end of the podcast and we'll be here all evening. We've got another episode to record yet. Can, can, can we... Okay, let's take this up. Can we now. park this point now for, and we'll come back to it? In the next episode, okay. okay. fine. Season three. Great start. Richard Osman. That is good. Now actually. you're starting yeah. now with strong. Second, Martin Kemp. That's brilliant. I brilliant. love Martin Kemp. Third, Lorraine Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I fine. Mean, Reggie Yates. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Professor Green. Excellent. Not a fan, but yeah. But but it's still like it's just someone different as well. But like the proper names, and that you can tell from season three that by this point it's got a bit of momentum. Question. question. Got two questions for you. Number one. Yeah. Would you be, obviously? Would you, yes, yes. I'm a silly question. Yeah, but we all knew that was coming. Number two. Why do you hate Baby Spice so much? Oh, I'm not getting into <laughs> okay, this. Okay, let's not get into this. Not getting into this now. Um, Revelation. So. Yeah, I I mean, it's... I think there's going to be better episodes than this one. Yes. Um, but I'm going to watch the Chris Kamara one tonight. As a, yeah, as a first episode, I think it's pretty damn good. I agree. Uh, they've done three seasons. There hasn't been a season this year, which is weird, because they usually film and show around the sort yeah. of this time of the year. So 15, 16 and 17. And it's funny, because this has won awards recently, didn't it? Mm. Didn't it win awards for so Best Comedy Show or something? not that it's not fourth season and I can't find any information to say it's, it's coming but yeah yeah. I'd like to think there'd be another four, another season potentially at this um, yep. I liked it it's good uh, good fun yeah first one's called The Mob yeah so if you want to look it up it's murder and successful in the episodes of The Mob with Jamie Lang should we score let's give it a score okay murder she wrote first start with my one first. well I haven't heard from Daniela so that gives it automatically one less point one less point for me <laughs> no 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 um so I guess I was a little bit disappointed overall uh-huh. with... I came into Murder, She Wrote thinking 
this is a classic epic show I enjoyed it but it was slow the pilot episode was slow yep. because normal TV episodes 45 minutes for this so the feature length pilot yikes 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 I can't give it any more than a seven, unfortunately. I really want to give it more, no, but no, Danielle no, no. didn't fight the case. That's, that's so. a fair point. That's a fair point. Now, I liked I liked lots of bits of it, but as a whole, as a first episode, would I watch more? If it's a Sunday and you at broke push, both your legs. Yeah, at a push, I'd watch the second one. I'd watch on. Yeah. And that's ultimately the key to any pilot. You've got to yeah. want to watch on. If I knew the next episode was shorter, yeah. If I knew the next episode was, I don't know, better. Yeah, I think yes, I'd watch on. Love the little theme tune. Love yeah. the little quirky bits about it. Um, if Chris Kamara was in felt, the second episode, oh mate, we'd have to watch it. Yeah, it'd be my favourite show on television. <laughs> um, so for me, it's six and a half. Okay. So that's a 13.5 from It's okay. not a great score. Not great. Not in comparison to the rest of the uh, the league table that we've got going on. But I think our scoring format gives it the fairest chance possible. Well, yeah, we've got these criteria. If you're new to the podcast, we've got little things we try to look out for in each episode yeah. and thus help us to make a decision on the score out of 10 each. Um, but yeah, okay, 13, okay. 13.5. So and sh- Murdering Successville. Straight on to Murdering Successville. Again? It's a surprise. Uh, in the right way yeah I, I laughed out loud yeah what score would you give it though Rob what score I don't think it's going to be the best episode by a long way mm-hmm. um, but I think if you you spend 20 minutes of your life watching this you yep. immediately know at the end of it whether you want to watch more yeah and I do okay before I even knew who was in the next episodes I'd want to watch another one will you pause for a pee it's not long enough oh okay I'd hold it so that's not a good thing as such because you should feel like you can pause it and go on I'm going to give it a 7 okay I'm going to be slightly more generous than Murder so 7 for me okay I'm going straight in 7.5 for me alright I like being surprised by TV shows I came into this thinking this was going to be absolute trash I really I I laughed a lot in it I've got to admit I laughed a lot just because it's so irreverent um, shocking in some bits and I just love I love an ending where it's just a Mexican standoff and everyone dies <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all and yeah and Jamie Lang like bit, bit of a bit of a, a surprise there um, so yeah 14.5 decent score murder and successful goes in alongside a series of unfortunate events attack on titan bottom family guy peaky blinders ren and stimpy bojack horseman very much comfortable yeah, yeah. sort of familiar territory there scrubs yeah um and jonathan creek which was only a week ago yeah and daniela this this lower score is on you daniela yeah all on you absolutely yeah. on you new series of smokeheads coming soon guys yeah. Awesome. Uh, Murder, she wrote, by the way, just for clarification, goes into the league table alongside uh, Saved by the Bell and the Jetsons. Ooh. <laughs> what a strange little group of company there, isn't is there, it? Is there only two other shows? Just three shows now oh, okay. on 13.5. Wow. Yeah, there you are. Um, awesome We've done stuff. a lot of shows, Rob. We've done a lot of shows done so, so many far. We've 60 takes. That's 120 television shows watched. Christ. We've got more to do, though, mate. We've How got many to get, do you reckon? We've, five or six? I reckon maybe uh, tops 10 more episodes of this podcast okay. I think and we'll be done so thank Christ I think we need to go straight on to the next episode which okay. we'll uh, be out obviously next week my choice your I think it was my choice last time uh, well no you started with Murder She Wrote yeah so if it's okay I'm going to start go with my it. suggestion this week yeah. uh, and that is as well we already know because we're going to be recording it straight off the back of this <laughs> um, my suggestion is 
Power Rangers. That is the Mighty choice. Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Can we sing that a lot in the next episode? I want to just sing it for an hour, to be honest. <laughs> we don't even have to review it, just sing that for, for half of the podcast. Uh, against that? And against that, we've already decided, because yep. this is a double episode. Um, so the show that I'm doing is one of my favourites from when I was a kid, um, and I think they probably show it on some of the channels now. It's Dungeons & Dragons, the 80s what? cartoon. A piece of cult classic television, that is. Yeah. It's going to be a hard one next week. It is. It's going to be a, I think I know which way he's going to swing, but yeah. I'd be, I'd be uh, interested to know what you think about uh, Power Rangers. I'm interested to know what way you think it's going to swing. But okay, okay. All right. Okay, we'll if you want to get in touch with us or about any of the uh, shows we watched this week, uh, ahead of next week's episode, which you'll obviously hear next week, uh, by all means find us on Twitter and let yep. us know. Uh, Jed Shepard. I'm at Jed Shepard on Twitter, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm at The Jellyman, which is T-H-E-E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so tweet us uh, with your thoughts on the shows if you've seen them yourself. Uh, if you've got suggestions, yep. uh, we will put those top of oh, the we've list. We've got some mad suggestions again. Guys, when you're suggesting these shows on Twitter, make them not mad. <laughs> <laughs> make them not mental. No, make them mental, please. They're always like, uh, guys, can you uh, look at this show? It's a 1941 <laughs> black and white experimental show that was only shown to the Russian government uh, once. I'm like, what? What are you doing? What you're referring to here is the message we got from Nick saying Heartbeat High versus Hollyoaks. Heartbreak High. The deeper Oh, heartbeat sorry, Heartbreak High. high so I, remember I actually wrong. really like Heartbreak High, so okay. So those Should two we do? can go on the list. Um, but listen, if you've got suggestions of shows you're watching, brand new shows, old shows, cartoons, documentaries, um, whatever, whatever the genre, whatever the era yeah. let us know on twitter with a hashtag put it on the list yeah. and we will do that and we'll probably top of the list we'll do those sooner yeah. rather than our suggestions and if you want us to do pug wallet again we unfortunately we can't people keep asking we can't people keep asking jed yeah. they come up to me in the street and go rob you've got to do pug wall again it's got to get a better score and i'm go, like we'll, we'll we remaster can, <laughs> we can only do a show once yeah that is final we can re-release that episode every now and again okay. just to keep the fans happy <laughs> alright Rob well, cool. that leaves me to say see you later alligator in a very short while crocodile thank you hello Daniela Oh, <laughs> um, I'm calling you because um, me, me and Rob Jelly are recording um, a podcast for the the pilot, and the Hi. the uh, episode we're doing is Murder She Wrote. Oh, love Murder She Wrote. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's you what, said that. That's what I was saying. Um, did you tell him that I dressed up as Jessica Fletcher once when we watched Murder She Wrote? That's right, you did. What? Yeah. Hang on, did we watch Murder She Wrote together? Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we watched Murder She Wrote. And I had the same uh, waistcoat on as Jessica. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> hang on, Daniela, you you were just as Jessica Fletcher right now. We did take a picture of her on Twitter. Yeah, I've got, I've got a photo of it somewhere. You took a photo of and you said the screen wearing the same outfit as Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> can you remember the? F- so, can you remember the first episode of Murder She Wrote? Uh, yes, I can. So, um, um, what, what, who murdered Sherlock Holmes? The guy that she's romantically involved in, yes. the murderer. Yeah, see, you got a good memory. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, see, what, what, why aren't you this good on Smegheads? How come, how come you can't remember something you watched a, a, a day ago? Sorry, sorry, I'm not that good. 
<laughs> um, so we're, we're recording this, by the way, Daniela. Hello. <laughs> so, so we'll, can we stick? Rob, can we stick this into the into the podcast? Absolutely, at the end. we can. We'll stick it at the end of the podcast because we were like Daniela hasn't okay. called, so we gave we we gave it a semi bad score because we oh. we couldn't get in touch with you, but um, because it's, it's your not, fault. It's not as good as the other episodes. The first episode. No, no, it's slow. It's, it's not. Night- great, um, not great sort of pilot. But yeah. Uh, in in isolation, but in the sort of grand scheme of things. Yeah. You know, legendary so, you know. yeah 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 that's true um yeah. okay well thanks cool daniel when are we recording smokeheads uh, i don't know 2018 <laughs> we are 2018 <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording it this year okay cool yes, we'll, we we'll figure it out yeah. okay daniel thanks daniel bye bye, bye. bye.